day. Welcome to episode 45 of the United Pubcast. Um, it's been a while, Larry, back at the pub, but um, before we start, I think um, a quick bladder check. Do you need to um, go to the toilet or anything before we start? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There are a few rumours on the last podcast that someone had to relieve themselves throughout, um, as we weren't in the same room. I can't confirm or deny it, but if you want to shed any light on the situation. Yeah, I was just doing the dishes, you know, <laughs> like like any good man around the house would. Uh, good man, good man. Um, well, back onto the football, unfortunately. A crash back to reality. Um, oh. United aren't as good as we thought they were. I mean, look, we did say it, didn't we? Like, it was an excellent bunch of results that we had, but it doesn't really mean much if you can't do it against the lesser teams. We said that's where the real challenge would be. Can we combat against these teams who like to sit deep against us and unfortunately the answer is still no it was just as as um the Tottenham and City games we were going into those games as tough as they were there was a little bit in every fan thinking actually it's time game we'll probably go and win or at least get a result or could perform well whether that be a big game scenario where the players sort of lift or the players we have suits that type of game Manchester Derby the players are going to be up for it the crowd's going to be up for it etc but we always knew that type of game will win. Although Everton, there's no way we're going to win. Everyone just knew that's a game. We're going to drop points. Okay, yeah. We're going to win those two games against City and Spurs. But let's face it, we're going to drop points against Everton. And the, the most frustrating thing is it comes to no surprise. Right? It's just normal. You just expect it. Yeah, it's true. And it's not just that. It's the, the nature in which we're conceding goals. Can you recall a goal where we're conceding just... It's like like the Manchester City one, right? It's a, it's a set piece, something that's avoidable. The Everton game, again, it's just goalkeeper error and defenders not marking people and not being aware. Usually, just, usually I wouldn't say... Like, so many coaches and pundits and players, etc., and fans say, oh, you can't concede off a set piece. Those things happen. But the reason it does piss me off, when's the last time we scored off one? The last one off the top of my head to Paul Pogba's first season. He scored his first goal was a direct direct header. It's been a while. I can't remember a, a corner's been swung in and us win a header on target. I can't remember. Lindelof scored one. Was that last season? Yeah, but I'm talking. Was it direct? <laughs> but, like, but was it direct? Like I'm no, talking, not off his head. Yeah, it was a rebound. Yeah, and, that's yeah. what I mean. Like everyone just seems so dangerous off set pieces, except us. You're not wrong. Well, we've been saying we need a right winger for the purpose of putting the ball in. We can't put the ball in from a set piece. Oh, I, saw, I saw a corner. I think it might have been late in the second half. Fred hit a corner. I don't, it was like, you know, you hit one of those balls for, you know, the little $2 balls from 7-Eleven or something that just sort of whistles away. I don't know what happened to the ball. It just flew straight to an Everton player, nowhere near the, nowhere near the box. Yeah. Um, there was one clear chance. Um, it was in the second half, the one that went past Maguire. That was the only free kick where it, it was, there was a chance there, yeah. but he didn't quite get to the ball. Now, I'm trying to think, we'll, we'll go back to the start of the game. Um, we had a chance after... Four seconds, I think it was Lingard. Um, yeah. Just sort of fluffed his eye. It was a hard because I think he didn't really understand how much time he actually had, so he tried to rush it because yeah, you'd expect to you'd expect a defender on you, so he could have actually taken a touch and had a shot. Um, so after that ten seconds, you thought United were going to be up for it and start attacking, but reverted back to type against a team who's going to sit in. Yeah, and you know um, this is again not a criticism of the player, but. When people say, oh, look at McTominay in the Spurs and Tottenham game, it's these games where you see where his downfall is. And again, that's not a criticism of the player. Every player has their strengths and their weaknesses. 
but he doesn't have the ability to put a ball through into the final third. And even Fred as well. I mean, if you look at the way our midfielders pass, they're always looking for the easy option. They, because they, I don't know if it's a, a belief thing or maybe it's just an ability thing. You just They can't see that pass or they don't have the belief to have the power to get a ball there at pace. I think it's... See all over Facebook and all over Twitter, and I know good friends who say, "Get rid of Paul Pogba. He's no good. We, we don't need Paul Pogba. We can do better." If you can watch that football match and say, "We don't need Paul Pogba," or he isn't a benefit to the team, we're watching a different game because you win that game with Paul Pogba. hundred oh, percent. And that's not a criticism of Fred and McTominay. They've done fantastic, but it, it is the concerns we had in those big games with a certain job to do. One hundred percent fine. But in a game where you have to go and create something, because you look at that City game when we played against City, pretend we were Everton, we were the ones sitting down, City back on our edge of our box, but City looked dangerous, City looked like they could break us down. It was almost the exact same thing, but we had the, sort of the attributes to counter, had that pace on the counter where Everton didn't really have that. But you flip that um, the other way, and now we're the attacking team, compare what we looked like attacking Everton compared to what City looked like attacking us. That's nothing to do with tactics. Everyone's saying, oh, this is Ollie's fault, so he has no plan B. This game had nothing to do with tactics. It was simply ability. Spot on. And you look at the play for play, you look at Everton's midfield. On paper, yeah, you might have a better midfield, but on the grass, really? No, I th- this is our level. We've said it all season, and, and that's the reason for these inconsistencies. You can say it's because it's a young side. Yeah, it is, but youth doesn't teach vision. <laughs> And experience can't teach vision. Unfortunately, that's just something we lack. And until Pogba comes back, it's going to continue to be a problem. We've got Watford and Colchester up next. They're going to do the exact same thing. Colchester's lesser quality, so you expect us to be able to master something. But it took an 18-year-old bit of brilliance to get anything out of this game. When you put that into context, it's a poor result. Well, I'll just go to um, Facebook while we're at it. Um, just a point we just made there. Um, George, who's been on the podcast before, said, against teams that play low blocks against us, Matter has to play over Lingard. While Lingard's energy was crucial against City, we need Matter's brain to be able to pick apart deep line defences we come up against. Um, so I said something exactly the same, but he's got an essay length comment. Um, so they're pretty much along the same lines of having to play Matter. And you're not going to find someone agrees more than me with playing Matter. But... Um, Jesse Lingard, he's still coming. He had obviously had that story that came out throughout the week. You can just see in a game like that how good he is against City, how good he is against Tottenham with that job to do. Well, not so much with that job to do, but how the game's going to play out. But when your team is going to dominate the ball, he doesn't have that sort of... Yeah, he's, he's not, know, not, not intelligence, but just that... Yeah, I guess it just comes down to ability. He doesn't have that ability on the ball. Yeah, when you, when you talk about Lingard's strength, you talk about work rate, you talk about movement off the ball you don't talk about vision passing ability to put balls through the lines that's just not his game there's a place in a squad for different types of players and that's why it's a squad game uh, I don't think Mada is the answer I know oh, no, no, the... no, no, no. He's, he's, not, he's not the answer going forward but what yeah. we have now is an answer well for who's fit I'd say yes but I mean I, I don't know what's happening with Gomez and his contract I think that's a player who could definitely add something there um, but until Pogba, like if, when Pogba's fit, I think you have to put him in number 10. Yeah. There needs to, like, when Pogba's played this season, he's played in that number 6. We need to get rid of that. He needs to play in that 10 position because he just doesn't have the work rate. It's just not his game. And you need to play him in that number 10 position where he has the vision. We saw when Oli first came in how dominant Pogba was influencing games. Playing in that number 10 role, it was just a free role, just 
go out there and play football. And I think him and, him and Martial, in fact, could just link link up that forward play. It's just non-existent at the moment. Uh, 100%. Um, also on Facebook, Robert also left a comment saying, told you so, once again, no plan B. Can't play against teams that sit back. I thought most of the team were crap, and the 3-2-1 points would be very hard. I think back on the, on the plan B, I can understand why people think that. But for me, this was not a tactical issue for Molly. It was not a tactical issue at all. Well, I think we had, not on target, but I think there was 20 or 24 shots. That shows you where the game was played. The game was there. Solskjaer, the tactics he put out, got the ball there. You know, so we are in that. It just comes down to that individual. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but he moved to a 4-4-2. He, he was playing two strikers at one point. It was uh, Rashford and Martial up front, and he had um, James out wide, and I can't recall but, yeah, you test my memory. Yeah, this, yeah, this Greenwood. Yeah, ago. it was Green, Greenwood. Was Greenwood and uh, yeah. James were on the wings, and he's playing Martial and Rashford through the middle. Yeah, it was pretty much. Uh, so you can't four, say he didn't go for it. It's like it. a four-triple-two sort of thing, like Greenwood and James that are not traditional wingers, no. but sort of yeah, almost as wide men. But what do you want him to do if you don't have the if you don't have the ability or the class in midfield? That you know, what I mean, you can play Ronaldo and Messi up front if you don't have the players to feed them the ball. Same result. Um, well, you just mentioned there. We'll try and squeeze in a positive. Um, Mason Greenwood. Wonderful finish. We said during the week he's going to win us the Europa League. He, he, very, he very well could. I don't know, not taking the piss, like when you look at it. Um, <laughs> I mean, not alone, but yeah, I mean, this is, it looks like it's going to be a breakout season for him. He has the same amount of goals as, actually, in fact, he's overtaken Martial in terms yeah, of goals. He's our second top goal scorer. Um, which was he's 18 years old, um, and he's when not you playing well, a lot of yeah, when you really look at it, not really playing much. But so I'd love to see the stats in terms of his conversion rate and sort of goals to minutes ratio. But um, sort of not doing much in the game. Like you don't really notice him too much. He's sort of a bit quiet, and you think, God, you want to get him involved. But when he does get involved, it's clinical. Yeah, and I think you can expect that with youth, right? I mean, they're not they are going to flow in and out of games, and that's the consistency and the pace. But but, but if you look, and look. I'm not comparing the players at all. A completely different style of players, but you compare it to a youth player like Teeth Chong, and maybe maybe it's something visual. Maybe it's because of the hair. But when he's on the field, you notice him because he's always whether he's doing something good or bad. He's trying to do something. He's always involved. He's trying to get the ball. He's trying to run. Where Greenwood just he's not really that type. And that's not yeah. a criticism. No. Completely different player. But you just don't notice him. And you think, shit, when he gets on the ball, you think, oh, why, don't, why can't we get the ball to him more often? Chong's got a high work rate. Chong's a very intense, aggressive runner. High intensity. Greenwood is someone who, if I was to come, you know, in fact, Martial and Greenwood, similar players in the way, in terms of the amount of energy they exert during a football match. Greenwood's not naturally someone who's got the work rate of a press compared to, say, a Rashford or a Lingard, but he does have that class that those two players don't naturally have. Well, on that point, um, Haywood Red Devil on Twitter, so James from the Perth Man United Supporters Club, left a comment saying, at what point? Do we start phasing Shaw out? And is it time to drop Martial for Greenwood? So we'll start on the Martial and Greenwood because we're touching that. Is there a point where you play Greenwood through the middle and sit Martial out? I don't think so because Greenwood's having success because he's not being played through the middle. Just physically, he's not there yet. Yeah, I think he'd get monster. Yeah, I think in, in, in over a 90-minute game, I think he would sort of struggle. If he was the, sort of the focal point and if he was isolated up there and we weren't sort of dominating the game... I think he would struggle. If we're creating chances and attacking, I think 100% playing. Yeah. But I think in a lot of games, it might be a little bit tricky for him. 
people's counter argument will be Rooney did it at the same age. Rooney had a completely different body. It was Rooney was very physical as an 18 year old. Even as a 16 year old, he had a man's body. Yeah. Green well, was just um, quite slight. Green was a kid. He yeah. looks like a kid. Um, well, technically is. Well, obviously is. Um, well, his comment there about Luke Shaw. Um, start phasing him out. Well, I disagree. I thought he was one of our better players. Well, I th- not sure better players. He's one of. He's trying to do things. He's doing the right things. Um, maybe lack a little bit of quality. Lack a little bit of quality definitely around him in terms of what he was trying to do. Um, but that left back issue now, I think we're going to this January transfer window. We're talking about strikers, which we'll talk about at the end of this podcast. Obviously, we need to address the midfield issue. But left back is also one that I think people are sort of sleeping on a little bit. I think if there's a left back out there, I'm not saying go splash money on any left back, but if Solskjaer rates a left back out there, I think it's worth going for. Look, I don't disagree, but I think we have more... It's not a priority. Yeah, exactly. Got more alarming issues in the squad that need to be filled. Um, Going forward, is Luke Shaw still your... Would he be a starting left back, or would you start Brandon Williams? Just, you know, we're playing a cup final tomorrow. Who's your left back? For me, Shaw... Um, I know that there's a lot of calls for Brendan Williams and I, I like what Brendan's doing and I, I, I like how more daring he is in the final third than Shaw is but Shaw showed glimpses today that he is willing to get beyond the halfway line um, and I think that comes down to fitness and his body shape if Shaw can stay fit I actually think he's the better footballer but I'm not against Brendan Williams being able to overtake him um, I think what should touch with touch on a little bit at the start of the podcast, the goal we conceded from the set piece, I want to touch on David De Gea, he's at the start of the season very well, I think he's been fine, I don't want to say back to his best, but he's more than, he's, he's the best, oh, he's op- a- best option we can have there, 100% yeah. wouldn't replace him for the world, but he's definitely at fault for the goal. Yeah, he just, it, it, this isn't even a mental thing, I think he was just, he was half committed, he just didn't go in with was like, everything. It was like De Gea one of his first games of this, when he came to United yeah. a little bit hesitant thinking I'm going to get smashed by a big striker here or something his whole career De Gea's never looked confident with dealing with crosses yeah. and even at peak at his peak best his crosses is just not naturally something he's confident with that's, and I guess that's, Spanish football there's not a lot yeah, of that, that's going to be someone who's a very commanding goalkeeper who comes out and gets crosses won't have the same shot stopping ability as him so it's no a doubt. balancing act but yeah, uh, it, it is a weak point in his game, but um, yeah, it's not something I've seen the overreaction on Twitter saying he's past his best. Get oh, rid of it. Nonsense. Um, I think Lindelof could have been a bit more alert to it, but I'm not going to blame him for the yeah. goal. I think it's ultimately a force. I, I think he has to be more alert. But yeah, once Day does make the mistake, he can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, By the time he notices, the ball's in the back of the net. Yeah, um, yeah I did feel for him. Um, just there, James also on Twitter just mentioned the last bit of that comment was. Lindelof um, and Tuan Zabi. Time to move Tuan Zabi in with Harry Maguire. Because I think Harry Maguire is starting to find his own now. He's looking very comfortable and solid. Um, but uh, there's something about Lindelof. I don't know. I just I was speaking before. I just can vision the future of Lindelof being a player in 10 years. We look back and go, God, do you remember that Lindelof? Is he that three or four years? But he never really went, to, went on to achieve anything, did he? That, that, yeah. That's what I can see happening. I think with Tuan Zabi, I can see myself in 10 years thinking, geez, he's still here. Yeah, I think by the end of the season, I'll, I'll be surprised if Tuan Zabi hasn't overtaken him. Yeah. Lindelof is just... His biggest weakness is physically, he's just not the strongest. And to play in the Premier League, it's going to find you out. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a physical thing. Like, 
obviously it's not a huge it does thing. have a clangor in it yeah strength it is but I think it's like just an aggression thing like you imagine Vidic like just like you'd go and bite someone like Lindelof he's like a little bit too nice yeah, but, but as a he gets dominated. Like, if you think about... You, you are what, right. That's what I mean. I want him to go elbow someone. Like, t- take a red card. <laughs> like, like, look, no one... Look how small Eric Bay is like, in terms of his size. But no one bullies him. Because he's got that aggression. He's got that bite in him. Yeah. Put it this way. I think a five-year-old could challenge Lindelof in an arm wrestle. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll leave that up to the listeners. Um, anything else on the game? Actually, we might as well... Oh, we touched on the goal with Greenwood. Uh, clinical finish. Um... Is there anything else? The small chances we take, I want to see players busting a lung to get into the box. With Rashford's opportunity early on, good run, I'm not going to be too harsh on him. Left foot finished, the defender's done well to force him onto his left foot. Um, if I'm being super critical, you'd like to think with a bit more composure, maybe he just holds the ball up and looks for an option inside. The one that really frustrated me was McTominay's ball to James, and it was around the 11th minute, not long after the Rashford chance. James has got into the box, and granted, I think James should do better there. At least hit the ball on target. He's gotten into a position across the ball, and there is no one even near the box. I totally get Daniel James is fast, but you've got to be busting along to get into the box. If there's no one across it to you, then you're not going to take what chances we do take against these lesser sides. I think there's a guy, there's a guy who, who does a fan cam with the United Stand YouTube channel, and I remember the first one he did months ago, and I thought, this guy is an absolute idiot. It was just something I must have disagreed with two or three points he made. Um, thought he was completely wrong. Every um, fan cam he's done after, I think I've agreed with 99% of what he said. And he has sometimes made the argument of Anthony Martial maybe being more suited to a number 10. Rather, the way he plays, the way he links the play. He does fantastic linking the play and the ball goes wide and we sometimes get him behind. But then he has left that number 9 position. So he comes in, gets the ball, spins, plays the ball. But then he doesn't have that urge to go and get in inside the six-yard box. I'd think? agree with that, yeah. I'm not sure if he's a number 10, just because... No, there's not a number 10. I, I don't think he means number 10. Like in off terms the striker? Of, yeah, almost like a second striker. Like you, not, or just have another striker there with him, who's someone who, as we've said before, shits goals. Well, if you want to talk about strikers we're potentially linked to, maybe that's a system that Oli's looking at. The fellow Norwegian? Um, I don't know, is it Holland or Haaland? Haaland. Haaland. We'll go Haaland. Um, thanks for that, Norwegian. Um, it seems there is a little bit of smoke there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Hey, we're well, in Sydney. He, he, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was asked about it in the press conference, and Solskjaer, you just had the feel in the way he answered it. You think, geez, maybe there it is something. It was a very confident answer, wasn't it? Well, just the just his body language, the way sometimes you deflect that by saying, oh, yeah, nothing, I've got nothing to say. Or, or it's not my play, I don't want to speak about him. That to but, me. But the sounds, way he did definitely yeah. address an issue with, with Harland. He definitely said, yeah, there's something there. Um, he wants him it's clear as day and that could be because the transfer window is approaching maybe that's pressure Oli's trying to put on the board to say let's get this deal done um, and I think a two sisters, a two striker system would definitely work we need the options there Martial would definitely be complemented by signed by Haaland you talk about a big physical body like that he would need a time to adjust to the Premier League and he is 19 that is something to consider Will our fans jump on his back the second he has a bad game? Well, they will, won't they? No, no, 100% they will. Um, have you seen much of him this year? I've seen two or three Champions League games. Yeah, he's played well in the Champions League. Do what he looks like? This isn't criticism of like a 90 million, 90 million pound striker, but he looks like a good Lukaku. Like just the way he moves, it looks like. And there have been a few, read a few articles, a little bit of criticism in regards to his first touch. 
but from what I've seen, he just looks like he links the play a little bit better than Lukaku, and he's obviously got that big sort of big frame. Um, finish, left-footed finish, um, strong, powerful. Um, he's quick. He is quick, mate. He, he dribbles with the ball, well, goes past players, and you think you just. You go back to the Solskjaer factor where they all talk about tactics. He's got a plan A, don't have a plan B. Okay, that's a holistic approach in terms of the team set up and approach. But you need those different options individually. But yeah, you no need, doubt. You need that, this type of strike, you need that type of strike, you need this type of winger, you need that type of winger. And I think Haaland is so much different. You can draw similarities with Martial, but I think he is a number nine. Where Martial, as good as he is up front, you could easily make an argument he's better off the left or he is better as they drop it in the hole. I think he is better off the left, if I'm being entirely honest. I think Martial is the sort of player he wants you to... If you give him the ball, he'll get busy, but he's not going to go searching for it. And strikers get neglected a lot, so you need to go looking for the ball. He's just naturally not in him. I actually think... And there were times in, in the game against Everton when he did drift left. He does look dangerous. I, I think he's just got a little bit more to his game than what Rashford does in terms of trickery or the option to go in and out. Just because his close dribble is just class. Yeah. Um, I'm not uh, saying drop Rashford, but I, I think moving forward, they and it's, it's Solskjaer will know better than anyone having yeah. four top strikers and spend a lot of time on the bench. I think when you do look at our bench, as good as Greenwood is, he's an 18 year old kid. Yeah. I think you are going to need to upset people and put them on the bench. Now you're going to have to have quality. Where you, sometimes. You, you're going to have Martial on the bench. He's going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to have Haaland on the bench if he arrives. And he's going to have to deal with it. Might be Rashford on the bench. But at the moment, our best players play because there's no one else. So I think it might come a time. It will definitely cause a problem in terms of who to pick, who to play. But at the moment, well, it's the old cliche, it's a good problem to have. Because at the moment, Solskjaer doesn't have a problem. It's, okay, Martial, you fit, you play. If I look at the players he's recruiting, he's recruiting players not just with a certain ability set, but with a certain mentality. If you look at the three signings we've made, all have good work rates, all have their... They look like they're switched on, really want to play for the club. If I'm looking at it from that point of view, I think, like, Dan James, I don't think he'll take it too harshly if it's like, mate, you'll go to the bench. I think he'll take it as a fuel under himself to say, I need to step up so I can keep my place. That's the problem at the moment. There's not enough competition. Dan James came from Swansea who finished in the bottom half of the championship. He does not have anyone to compete for his spot on the right-hand side. He starts for United every week. Shouldn't happen. Um, do you think Martial, though, that will get pissed off he's on the bench? Like, I don't think... I do think you, he'll accommodate all three, Do you mean. think he'll start to mature Martial? Or? Yeah, I, do. I think he's going to play a system where... Now, I don't know if he's going to play him up front or he might put Martial wide, but I could see a system of Haaland... Martial Rashford as his starting three. That's what I think he'll do. He could definitely find a way to do it. Um, I think if you do that though, and look, it's very easy to sit here, play fee from football manager to try and sort of put all the pieces of the jigsaw together. But I think playing those three, there's going to be one sort of odd piece there. One's going to be out of position if you play all three. You can have two in their preferred position, but one's going to be out. I think mean, that's just not ideal. It's good. It might, it might yeah. work, but just. I think it's just Solskjaer is always talking about wanting to play with the fluidity and I think at the moment you're seeing a much more set front three I think with those three if you have a Haaland Martial Rashford you will see them rotate in and out a lot Martial definitely has the ability when he's coming from the right the way he swerves out and can cut in I think Martial would work off the right as well he's a very versatile player but 
it'll be interesting to see what he does. I don't know what the clear-cut answer is. I don't see Martial getting benched. Not for a 19-year-old to start in the Premier League every week. Well, on Holland, I've heard anywhere from £17 million to £100 million. <laughs> so I don't know which one it is. Let's but, say somewhere in the middle. Um, I would assume so. I, I think, look, Rayola is involved, they reckon. Um, I think Rayola, from all accounts, does want him to move elsewhere first. Um, because if he is to leave from Salzburg to United... The fee won't be as big as if he goes from Dortmund to United. So I think Rayola doesn't want him to join United at the moment. But um, what would you do? Would you give it a rating out of ten? Joining in January? I'm going to say a six at the moment. Six. Yeah, that was a weird. Just the way Solskjaer answered the question, I think there's definitely something in it. And I think Solskjaer's record so far, well, he's made three signings. So far, they all look like they're going to be a success. I think. There will be pressure on Woodward if he's going to back Solskjaer. He does have to back him again in the window because he has done the right thing so far in terms of his three previous signings. So he wanted those three signings. They've turned out good players. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, the other one we've been linked to is Jaden Sancho. Uh, You've got a lot of reports, mate, that are saying this one's over the line. I think think a lot of the Jaden Sancho one will depend in Champions League football. I, mean, I can't. Well, see they're it saying ha- in January. I can't see it happening in January because he will be one that will no doubt cost over 100 million. He'll cost 110, 120 million. I can't see that happening in January, especially Dortmund. They're still in Champions League, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've qualified. Oh, look, that would be. I would be shocked if that happened. Um, and I don't know if it's because they both came through the youth together, or obviously different sides in the city. But Greenwood and Sancho. I just think if we got Sancho, we've got obviously welcoming welcome him to United, but. That would be one real uh, fear for Greenwood because similar age, similar ability coming through. I just think, well, we've got our own Sancho here. Uh, City let him go. If we buy Sancho, we're probably going to have to let Greenwood go. And then we're in a public situation. I don't necessarily think so. I think Greenwood's natural progression is to be a centre forward. I think he's just playing out wide to be compensated. Maybe if you get Sancho in, you get an off-season where Greenwood's hitting the weights to buff him up a little bit. Maybe there's a program or a plan to say Greenwood will be a backup striker and we need Sancho just starting wide right. And maybe James becomes a backup to Rashford on the left, yeah. his preferred position. Well, look well, at me, mate. I've, I've got this all figured out. We can't um, hide from the fact... Actually, on the positive, we'll try and cast our mind back to the Player of the Month or Player of the Year awards. 3-2-1s um, for the Europa League. AZ Alkmaar was seems a lifetime ago. I mean, Greenwood has to be three points. Oh, yeah. Brilliant brace. Um, and again, he didn't have a dominant game, but when he got the ball, just moments. Yeah. Clinical finisher. Can I just say, can we stop the Van Persie comparisons? Besides the clinical finish and a left foot strike, I do not see it at all. Oh, I do. I 100% see it. And, and, nah, and not just the body language. I was coming in off that sort of right-hand side. Um, a lot of people forget how Van Persie moved with the ball at a young age. Um, he's sort of quite quite um, mobile in terms of the way he's dribbling. Um, long may continue, I'd say. Now, the two-on-one, do you remember who played? I remember, I recall Twins AB having a very good game. So I want to give Twins AB a two. He kept a clean sheet. Uh, okay, we'll go Twins AB for two. Um, the other two goal scorers will fight it out for one. Um, Is that how we're doing? Give it, a, give it Ashley Young. Pretty I'm much. kidding. Uh, Matt or Ashley Young? Mate, you don't need to ask me that. Okay. Um, Ashley Young, one point. <laughs> we'll, we'll give him a goal because the news has come out. Um, apparently did that podcast with United that the bird never did shoot in his mouth. 
Amazing that. Yeah, yeah, it is. When you think about it, like, yeah, it does change. The way he was you saying think. someone spat at the same time he was talking yeah. and spit was coming out. Yeah, right. when it zoomed in, you actually do see the, this other spit fly actually behind yeah. his shoulder. It's so. graphic viewing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very interesting. Um, don't feel the same about him now. Um, <laughs> okay, Everton three two ones. I know we only played five minutes or seemed like five minutes, but I have to go Greenwood for, um, just in terms of his impact. Yeah, I it's mean, a, it's a one 0 loss otherwise. Well, I'll, I'll accept that. I think he's come on and he's saved us a point. So We're still only four points off Chelsea. It's not terrible. It can still be made up, but we really need reinforcements in January, don't we? Um, two points, I'm going to say Luke Shaw. I actually thought he played I would quite pro- well. I would probably agree with that. However, after reading Facebook and Twitter um, this morning, I think you'll come in for a lot of hate. But, um, so be it. I'll leave you to fend off yourself. Um, one point. Anyone? Uh, Harry Maguire worth a yeah, shirt. I would have said Maguire. No one else really stood out, did they? I thought Fred and Matomo did well, but just not good enough. Yeah. It was what we expect, or what we've been speaking about the last couple yeah. of weeks. They it? did good at what they're good at, yeah. but what they're good at is not what this team needs. Yeah, it just wasn't enough. Um, need a certain Frenchman in there. Um, Cantona, bring him back. Yeah, no, 100%. We need a shirt to come back with an actual collar. Oh, I would love that. Um, who would wear it, though? Who would, pop, who would wear the You'd need a big money signing for it to represent the collar coming back. Who would Harland. be like... Harlan's got that physical presence, you think. He, he could definitely do it. Because um, no one's going to bully him off the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd support that. Yeah, I don't think anyone really has that. I don't think... I think Pogba has the attitude for it, but I don't think it's his fashion sense. Um... Yeah, not sure who would wear the collar. Um, we'll think about it. Anything else to add on this podcast? Nope, I think we'll leave it there, mate. Um, well, I'm going away for Christmas, so it is up to you to keep the podcast alive for the next couple of weeks. And I will... Actually, I'm going to miss the next four games. Um, I'm having an internet detox, going on a boat, and trying the phone away. Um, You'll come back looking younger, I think. That is the plan, but um, I'm sure I'll get back and a new manager or hopefully new signings with Solskjaer still in charge but I'm scared to think what I'm going to walk back to on the 1st of January I'll keep um, things sticking over but I will be back for the first game I'm back for is Arsenal so Arsenal away um, which if you're um, in Sydney the supporters club will most likely be watching that out so if you want to, I think it's a 7am kickoff on a Thursday morning but obviously New Year's no one will be working so feel free to come down to Piedmont Bridge Hotel to watch out with us and Enjoy some Arsenal Fan TV post-match. Um, again, thanks everyone for listening. Um, see you next year, and Larry will hopefully keep this alive in the meantime. I'll do my best. All right, cheers.